This afternoon we will be considering Baptist Catechism questions 1 and 2. I'd like to return to a custom that we had and then got away from, and that is uh, the recitation of these catechism answers by uh, the, the congregation. And so I will ask you the question and then I will lead you through the answer. It won't be difficult uh, today because the answers are very short, aren't they? Question 1 of the Baptist Catechism asks, Who is the first and the chiefest of being? Answer, God is the first and chiefest being. Question 2. It must be up on the screen and I appreciate that. That's great. Ought everyone to believe there is a God? Answer, everyone ought to believe there is a God. And it is their great sin and folly who do not. I was actually preparing myself to lead you through the answer part by part, um, not realizing it would be up there, but that, that works. That's wonderful. You did great. Man, the congregation has memorized the Baptist Catechism. Everybody. Woo! <laughs> You're cheating. Oh, that's great. The scripture reading is Isaiah 44, 6 through 8. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Beside me there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. So far God's reading, the reading of God's holy word, may he add his blessing to the teaching of the faith uh, this afternoon. You notice that we have come now full circle back to the beginning of our catechism. Our catechism provides a faithful summary of the core tenets of the Christian faith as they are found in the pages of Holy Scripture. It should be no surprise to us to find that our catechism begins with the most foundational tenets of the Christian faith. When learning to read, one must start with the ABCs. When learning math, one must learn how to count and then to add. And when learning the great doctrines of the Christian faith, one must begin with the most foundational principles of religion. And that is where our catechism begins. Questions 1 through 6 deal with what we call first principles, the first principles of Christian religion. Question 1 asks, who is the first and chiefest being? The answer is brief. It is simple. You all, you all know this, but don't overlook how profound and important the answer is. God is the first and chiefest being. This is a great place to start when talking about theology. All good theology starts with God. When we say that God is the first being, what do we mean? Well, we mean many things by this. God is the first of all beings because He was before all others. Isaiah 44, 6 says, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. God is also the first cause of all other beings. All other beings were brought into existence by Him and for Him. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, Yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things, and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom 
we exist. So God is first in that He is the first cause of all other beings. God is also the first in providence, and by this we mean He is the one who upholds the world. As Acts 17.28 famously says, In Him we live and move and have our being, for we are indeed His offspring. God is first in the world of grace. He is the source of every blessing that is ours in Christ Jesus. All this is from God, says Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.18, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself. God is the first to love. We love because He first loved us, says 1 John 4.19. God is the first to give. Listen to Romans 11.35. Or who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? Uh, what do you think the answer to that question is? No one. God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. No one has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid. So this little statement that God is the first being is very profound. When we think of the world and all that has been made, we must remember that there is a being who is first. He is before all others. He is the first cause of all things. He is the creator, sustainer, and redeemer of all things. He is our source. Bless you. And before going on in my outline here, I did want to um, make a comment that I'm drawing some of this. In fact, I'm drawing heavily upon a, a resource called A Scriptural Exposition of the Baptist Catechism by Benjamin Bedome. I don't do all of that. I, I don't do that always in my catechetical preaching, but this sermon does draw heavily upon his work, and so I wanted to give him credit. It's a wonderful resource. Uh, you might enjoy having it as your own. Now, as I continue, what about the statement that God is the chiefest being? What do we mean by that? What do we mean by chiefest? When we say that God is chiefest, we mean that no one outranks God. He is chief. He is the highest of beings, the supreme being. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods, Exodus 15, 11 says. Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? The answer is no one, for God is the chiefest of beings. He, he is the highest. No one outranks Him. God is above all so-called gods. Psalm 95 verse 3 says, For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Uh, the gods that are mentioned in the Scriptures are not truly gods, but are creatures like we are creatures who may be honored as gods by some. God is chief in heaven. Listen to Psalm 89, 6-8. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around Him? O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty as You are, O Lord, with Your faithfulness all around You? No one is as mighty as God on earth or in heaven. God is chief on earth. Psalm 97.9 says, For You, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. God alone is chief. He shares His supremacy with no one. Psalm 57.2 says, I cry out to God Most High, to God who fulfills His purpose for me. God is God Most High. God will forever maintain His supremacy. Listen to Psalm 92, 6-8. Uh, it says, The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. So, here again, Baptist Catechism, question one. Who is the first and chiefest being? The answer is that God 
is the first and chiefest being. I want you to notice, uh, brothers and sisters, friends, uh, that those who get this simple answer correct will find themselves on a very good path. They will be off to a very good start in their pursuit of true doctrine. But those who get this answer wrong, who is the first and chiefest of beings, will find themselves on a very dark path. We are not saved by confessing that God is the first and chiefest of beings, are we? We are not. We are saved through faith in Jesus Christ. But in order to have faith in Jesus Christ, do we not need to begin here in confessing that God is the first and chiefest beings? Indeed, we do. And so here is where we begin as we talk about the Christian faith with the help of our catechism. Question two of our catechism then asks, Ought everyone to believe there is a God? And the answer that is given is that everyone ought to believe there is a God, and it is their great sin and folly who do not. Of course, our catechism, just like the Scriptures, will have a lot more to say regarding what men should believe about God. Also, our catechism will teach that men must put their faith in Jesus if they wish to know God truly, now that we have fallen into sin. But again, it is right that we start here with this declaration that men ought to believe that God exists. In fact, our catechism adds, it is their great sin and folly who do not. It is a great sin to not believe that God exists, and it is great folly or foolishness. The Scriptures teach this, don't they? Psalm 14.1, very famous verse, says, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. So this is the beginning of foolishness to say there is no God. And what is the beginning of wisdom? It is the fear of the Lord. So the beginning of wisdom is the acknowledgement that God exists and the fear of Him. And so you could see that this question, question two of the Baptist Catechism, is very much true to Scripture. If we wish to know God truly through faith in Christ Jesus, we must begin here. To please God, it is first required to believe that He exists. Listen to Hebrews 11.6. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. So this is just a fundamental thing that must be known. If we are to please God, we must first know that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Disbelief in the existence of God opens the door to all manner of immorality, and sin. We have just read Psalm 14.1, which says, The fool says in his heart, There is no God. But the text goes on to say, They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. And so there is a connection here between disbelief in God and immorality. Belief in the existence of God is foundational to all practical religion. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed, Paul says in Romans 10.14. It is foundational to all practical religion. It should be clear to all that these questions and answers are the most foundational questions that one could ask. What we say in response to these questions will have a tremendous impact upon the trajectory of our life here on earth. And what we say in response to these questions will have a tremendous impact upon our destiny, our eternal destiny too. These fundamental questions might seem like they are below those who have been in the faith for a while, but I would challenge you to think otherwise. It is good, even for the seasoned believer, to ask, Am I living as if there is a God? 
Am I honoring Him as the first and chiefest being? Brothers and sisters, is the Lord first in your thoughts and first in your esteem? Have you given yourself first unto Him? Is the Lord chiefly loved by you and chiefly feared by you? Let us conclude with Deuteronomy 10.12. It says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all His ways, to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul. Happy are those who worship God supremely, for He is worthy to receive all praise, and it is right. Let's bow for a brief word of prayer, and then we will go to corporate prayer. Our Father in Heaven, we thank You for uh, this catechism, which faithfully summarizes the teaching of Holy Scripture. We thank You for this catechism uh, because it is ordered, organized so carefully. Uh, We thank You for the wisdom that is here that we would begin with these first principles of true religion. Lord, I do pray uh, that You would make us aware of Your existence more and more that You would cause us to see that You, O God, do exist and You are the first and chiefest of being. More than this, I pray that You would move us to honor You as such in every arena of our life, O Lord. You, O God, are the first and chiefest of beings, and we long to worship You as such. Through faith in Jesus Christ, the crucified and risen Savior. Amen.